Hello there and welcome to Real Talk, Real Woman. This episode will be with Dee Dillon. She is a codependency recovery coach, born and raised in the UK, and um, her target audience is women who have come out of abusive relationships have come to realize it was codependency and now want to heal from it. And the topic of the day is the fear of falling prey again. Falling prey to abusive relationship, of course. I just remind you that Real Talk Real Women is its mission is to break the silence around abuse. Abuse can be self-abuse, abuse by other, abuse by significant other, by parents, by children, by, by colleagues, by um, bosses and, and all kinds of extended family. It can really be from everywhere. It touches every layer of society from the highest to the lowest, every ethnicity, every country. The only thing is that in some places it's okay to talk about that and in other places it is not this podcast goal and mission is to break the silence yes it is okay to talk about what hurts so let's have this conversation absolutely thank you so much for being there today thank you for having me yeah i feel very privileged so so thank you thank you can you please just introduce yourself in a way that people feel they know you so maybe some highlight of your life some big lines something to allow people to have the feeling they know you yeah i mean uh going back a a couple of years now um just when i realized that i was in a toxic relationship and everything that had happened since my point of leaving home at the age of 19, 19, 20. And then throughout my life, I had why it was that I felt a certain way. Um, but yes, just, just a couple of years ago when I entered a relationship and I realized that it was a toxic relationship. And from the back of that, I learned about codependency. And then when looking at the symptoms of codependency and the signs of codependency, I thought, that's me. You know, and that has been me from a, a very early age. And it took me a while just to kind of like come to terms with that. It took me a while just to process the whole, my whole life, basically, you know. Um, but at the same time, it, it put everything into, you know, it kind of like made me realize why it was I was reacting to certain things, why I would say certain things, why I was attracted to certain people, you know. So for me, it was just this huge realization, but also everything started to make sense. And from from there on in, I, I made a promise to myself that I would, if I could, because I didn't know anything about codependency at the time, I will become a better person. I will become that person that I've always thought was deep inside me, wanting to come out, but just didn't know how. 
she did, she's always been there, but she just doesn't know how to get out and what all these things are in the way and how to kind of like get rid of these things and find that path that she, re- she knows that she deserves. That's beautiful. Wow. So when you did, you made this promise toward yourself, how did it impact your life? Oh, immensely. I mean, just to make that promise to myself in itself was huge because I'd never, that would never have happened before. I'd never put myself first to say, right, I'm going to concentrate on myself and I'm going going to um, ensure that I get what I need. I know what I like. I you know, I could battle many things off here. But just that realization that I need to promise myself something and put myself first, that was huge for me. And from there, it just didn't stop. It was, right, let me see what else can do, what else I can do in order to move one step forward and then another step forward in my own recovery, you know? So you get help during your own recovery or were you alone with your thoughts? Um, a lot of it I did myself, yes. And, and this is something that I realised from um, being in my first relationship, my first toxic relationship. There wasn't enough or I didn't know about the help that was out there for women who have been in toxic relationships and uh, physical abuse and mental abuse and all of all of it really um if I did go to the government the council or or whoever I was just put in a box I was put in a category and then I became a number and that's it I, I was forgotten about but there was there wasn't anything within those lines to say right let's see what we can do for you let's see how we can help you there was no referrals to counselors or therapists of any kind you know so for me it was almost like right what resources do i need in order to move myself forward what external things and also internally as well what internal resources do i have I know I've got drive. I know I've got determination. Why can't I use that? And all and the sabotaging yes. thoughts coming and stopping you from using your drive to move forward and all those, those I mean, all those thoughts that are eating yourself worse. Yeah. It's like just proving this bad voice right. Say, yeah, I know you said that I was bad, so I am bad. And this and is the thing, like, Gemma, oh because... <laughs> and that's the thing it's like as I said those those resources that I've got inside of me wanted to come out Mm -hmm. that person wanted to come out Mm -hmm. but because I've always been silenced I've always been to uh, told to make myself small shrink myself not be heard not be seen you know you should be obedient and you're from a certain culture so you need to be this way and you know you're a girl and you can't be doing this and you can't be doing that. What are you wearing that for? You know, you shouldn't be wearing makeup and 
those kind of clothes. Um, so yeah, I've always been told to be quiet and minimize my voice and be submissive and, you know, and I want to be loud oh, and brash and out there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know, um, and I realize that now. I mean, I've always been quite an outgoing person, quite confident person. But at the same time, it was it was almost like that was a show. Because that's what people wanted from me. And that's what I would give them. Mm-hmm. All unspoken language. Mm-hmm. But I knew what people wanted of me. Mm-hmm. And I would always try to please. Comply. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. currently I'm reading a book that is called Woman. I don't know if you can read it or if it is upside down. Yes, I can. Yes, yes. The American history of an idea. The idea of woman. And one of the first things that is told in that book by Lillian Federman is since, I don't know since when, but she comes back to the 16th, 17th century. Oh, okay. That idea of women is to stay submissive. Mm. And they, they, they base themselves on the Bible. And the Bible yeah. talks about how it was 2,000 or 5,000 years ago. And all the, all the first sin done by the first woman, and because of that, taking that to say, okay, the woman is bad inherently, so she has to stay submissive to just uh, uh, procreate and have babies and yeah. um, uh, submit to her husband voluntarily, deliberately, and uh, just be a servant, a silent servant. And thank God that time is over. Yeah. Though it's still ingrained in our generational mm. yeah. memory. Yeah. It's still yeah. ingrained somewhere. And and breaking breaking that and daring to be and opening up and being who we are and who we are is not a submissive servant Mm -mm. this is not what we are this is not who we are (laughs) quite the contrary yeah absolutely right and and there's nothing wrong with being who you are exactly being who you are that because that's you know we were born to be who we are be your authentic self, you know, if you want to be loud and brash, be loud and brash, you know, but you need to step into that power, step into that authentic self mm-hmm. and don't let anybody diminish that. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody quiet your voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because that is abuse. That is. It is. It is. So there is a little, there, there, there is a fine line between adjusting in a relationship so that both can oh, oh, yeah. strive and, and shine and be, and be wonderful side by side. And one becoming so big that the other has to really shrink in order to let the other mm-hmm. shine, which is very different. And it's also a question of timing. Is it all the time the same who just back down and the same who always shine? Or is there a balance and it's just like okay now it's your turn now it's mine now it's yours now it's mine yeah 
Absolutely. So if it is a balance like one after the other and, and there is an equilibrium in the couple or in the partnership, oh, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. that's okay. And yeah. both can shine and sometimes not at the same time so that one person at a time can have all the spotlight. But when it's always the same person who gets all the spotlight and always the same person who gets silenced, which is absolutely the correct word, silenced, requested to not be seen, heard, acknowledged, understood. Just pretty. That's what I was craving in my relationships, just shoulder to shoulder, you know? Yeah. We're equals. Yeah. There should be communication when things aren't quite right. And there's nothing wrong with some one party saying, oh, could you do this this way or could you do that that way? And I really appreciate it if, you know, because that communication is then open rather than somebody saying, you're shit and you should be doing this like this right. and, you know, um, and really kind of like making you that person where you just go into yourself. Mm -hmm. And then that person becomes even more dominant because they can feel that power. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can manipulate. I can force them to do this. I can you know, this is feeling really good. Let me see how far I can push this. You know, I remember my ex-husband. One day, close to the end of the relationship, one day I heard him say, this lady, and he named her, I have her in the palm of my, my hand. I can make her do whatever I want. And that same lady called me a few days after, crying, telling me, I don't know what he has in his, in, in his head, your husband, mm -hmm. he's really not a good one. He's really, really not good, yeah. out of his mind, doesn't yeah. work. And she so told me that, but yeah. I was victimized well, and all I could tell her is, I know he's that way, I know. And I, I was already not loving him anymore when I had that phone call. Couple is that something that made you realize what exactly what was going on? Or, or I was terrified when I saw that. Mm. Terrified to really become aware. It's not an illusion. He is voluntarily, deliberately manipulating people who look up to you, to him. And I was terrified. And that is true for ladies, for men, for anybody. Doesn't have to be a specific gender. I have had this experience with my oh, ex-husband, yeah. but I heard those experiences with mothers. I heard those experiences with wives, with girlfriends. I heard those experiences with anybody, any relationship, even with bosses. And, that, and that's it. And that's exactly the point you're making here, Gemma, is that no matter what your gender, no matter what your background, or where you've come from, or whatever, creed, color, whatever. We need to encourage people to speak out about this. We need to encourage them to come forward and say, I need some help. I don't know, quite know what's going on here, but, you know, it's okay to feel that. Mm -hmm. Man, woman, whoever, mm -hmm. it's okay not to be okay and yes. come forward and say, I need some help. And, you know, and I think in that is true, the day 
I left the last time, the good time, the one I did not come <laughs> back because I guarantee you I tried like 50 times before. The day I left for good, I'm, I'm, I'm passing over all the details. There are many, many details. Of course, yeah. But yeah. that moment in time, I went to the hospital, to the mental health hospital, and I told them, okay, that is the situation and I need help. And the fact of saying these words put me in a mindset of receiving support, help, mm -hmm. presence. And I didn't know all of that was available before I was so much to the rock bottom that I was able to leave and to just say, you know what, whatever happens, happens, I go. And I was even ready to die. You surrendered yourself, I, exactly. I surrendered. Yeah. I yeah. totally surrendered. And I was ready to take whatever outcome it was. At the end yeah. of the day, what I was feeling is that if I would have stayed, I would have died shortly after. I felt it. Yeah. It was not a fact, it was not a proof, but I felt it and I said, oh my gosh. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to accelerate it. And I wanted to jump from the 10th floor of the apartment building, but God had another plan for me. <laughs> so it did not happen. Yeah. But when I ran out of the house, see the building, and I didn't know where to go. And 12 hours later, I was in that hospital. Was they okay? This is it. I accept. I need help. I tried on my own. I didn't succeed. I need help. And that that moment in time changed it all. Because it just takes one, doesn't it? It, it takes it step. one one tiny one, moment. One shift. Yes. This is why, if you look at my uh, uh, introduction video on my website, you say, I'm all about that shift in consciousness. Yeah. When in one moment in time, there is an okay. and after, you know the time, is a, you, you, you know the time, the day, the date. This is something you remember forever because that moment has changed everything. That. So to address the fear of falling prey again, which is a topic of this talk. Yes. When we do that shift, we do not fall prey again. Because the shift is so deep, so profound, that we do not allow abuse anymore. I think it's making that shift it, with the mindset, obviously, you know, we, in, in, and it needs to go deep. But also awareness. Once you're aware of all the signs and the symptoms, and once you're aware of your own feelings, your own, when something comes to you and, and it triggers you and you're aware of it, rather than trying to bury it or ignore it, you're listening to it. Your intuition is coming up to, and, and talking to you. You know, So once you're aware of your own body, your own self, your own boundaries and what you will put up with, that in itself will put a stop to going out there and having these same experiences time after time after time after time because that's what what happens isn't it we keep attracting that if you do same. not heal it yes this is what happens if you do not uh, 
change the way you think about you, you you started by saying that you made that decision that promise to yourself yeah that is the shift absolutely because just like you my and our stories are very very similar uh, very, very similar very similar <laughs> <laughs> um i was in that position where it was either i'm gonna die or i'm gonna end up killing him you know because he literally and it was that surrendering this is basically me surrendering where um i was eight months pregnant at the time and i was getting we were getting ready in the morning just to obviously get up uh, get up and do our morning routine and whatever and from from nowhere my ex-partner just got the machete out and put it to my throat and i was bent over backwards on, on the dining table my belly was just out out there and I couldn't quite you know get a grip because you know what it's like when you've got a huge tummy in front of you um and he basically said I will slit your throat and I will take the baby out that was the point I was I surrendered and I said do it do it then and I just saw his eyes just, you know, those really angry eyes, red eyes. I just saw his eyes clear and he thought, and he just let go. He didn't say anything, you know, but I was so in that codependent and guilt and the shame and everything of it was, was coming up that I ended up consoling him, you know? There, there, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. We're all okay. Looking back at that now, you know, it's, yes, I've been through those those experiences and that's not just the only one, obviously. Um, But- It was a one too much. Yeah, yeah. But I I didn't realise at that time what was happening to me. I didn't realise that this was a very toxic, very unhealthy relationship. And it took me years and years to, to figure all that out. Mm. Because as soon as I left him, it was somebody else. Yeah. I know. But when I did realize, when I did realize, I was screaming from the top of the, the, the hills. Oh my gosh. Everything just clicked. Yes. Everything just clicked. But then that fear did set in, Gemma. That fear of, what if I meet someone like this again? Because there are many out there and they keep coming to me. What if? You know? But then then again, I thought, right, I just have to concentrate on myself. I can't fixate on other people right now. I can't look what they're doing and you know who they are i need to look here i need to concentrate here that's what is going to that is what's going to move me forward what you say is extremely powerful extremely true and to answer the topic of the day is a fear of falling prey again which is exactly what you address right now All that you fear 
is happening because of the law of the universe, because yeah. of quantum physics, because what you focus on expands, because what you are you, you are the attractor point anyway. So if you come from a place of victim falling prey, you are going to find mm -hmm. abusers and, and predators who are just going to prey on you, of course. The only way to break free of that is to change your thoughts, your self-image, your self-love, your story you tell about yourself in your own head, in the silence of your thoughts. When you change your story about yourself and from, I'm just a little girl, you know, I'm just a little red girl on the red rock and and I, and, I, and I heard a, a 65 years old woman telling me that and say, what, what, what little girl on red rocks? What are you talking about? No, you are a strong and powerful woman. You have lived so much. You have so much experience. You are such amazing. You have children and grandchildren. You have um, raised a, um, a, a someone with a mental health issue, like, a, a, like autism or something like that. You are gorgeous, extraordinary, and you have so many skills. Okay. And she was there wow that sounds amazing yeah but this is exactly who you told me that you are as well so you're not just like a little girl like on the red road is she believing her? in herself is she right. you know is she coming from that place of her mind has shifted exactly. and she believes to her core that that is the person that she is she is awesome she is beautiful she has done these wonderful things in her in her life you know mm -hmm. and that's what will move you forward mm -hmm. what if you go into another relationship and it's brilliant because this happened what to me there you go and this happened to me i guarantee you the third <laughs> one but the third one is such a blessing oh my gosh bless him she's such a blessing yeah helping me every single day since 2013 when we met before we fell in love before we became a couple before i was ready to be in a couple again already coming from that place of care of respect mm -hmm. of value seeing through me who i was becoming like eight or nine years later but he didn't know that and i didn't know either and when i heard his his way of saying you're going to inspire millions of women to, to step into the energy of success. And I went there, talk for you. That's not me. <laughs> I was not able to see it. Today, I am that. Absolutely. Today, more than that. More than that. More than that. But I mean, that, that vision, he held that vision true for me until, until I grew in it. Mm through all the ups and downs. patience as well yeah Amazing. it does take a lot of patience to you know it's almost like you made a prediction but i would say how did you feel about meeting somebody else before you you met your husband i i, I felt an immense fear that the third one was, would be even worse than the two first so what, what when did you make that shift? When did you think when did you say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go on a date with him and, and see how it goes? Yeah, actually 
I realized that I was slowly but surely falling in love. I was okay with love. I was not okay with couple and husbands because couple and husband for me at that moment in time and that transition were meaning a ton of bad things mm. like making believe, like, like fight, like, like hiding things. I was living like multiple life in parallel, hiding every life from one another, like having okay. multiple... Uh, um, uh, uh, various friends and, and and seeing friends inside in, in in hiding I was living an awful life and I, I was trying to just get the best out of everything it was hard hmm. and when I met Sasha my now dream husband I was there oh you can be my friend actually and I may even tell you everything that I'm hiding from everyone actually from me <laughs> first because everyone is just like a, a mirror, but everything that I'm hiding. So here are all my secrets. It's just too heavy to have them on my heart. And I was like, there's that and that and that and that and that and that. Yeah. There was a there was a load. There was a load. Yeah. After having told him all of that, I asked him, Do you still like me? Yeah. I was so not sure. I was really unsure. And he told me, of course. And I was like, oh, how? <laughs> I cannot so there was a lot of honesty on your part. There's a lot of yes, openness. And, and, I, and I tried that. I, I tried that approach and just to see. I was expecting him to run away, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my expectation, yeah. just run away. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> but that was a lack of self-worth. Mm -hmm. That was a lack of self-love, of self-esteem. There was none of this. Though I, was, I have been able, with none of this, to break free from this relationship. Absolutely. You know? So the fear of falling prey again is attracting falling prey again when you make a shift of consciousness and you accept to fall in love, which is different from fall in prey. Then you might even meet, yeah. attract a loving person. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it can happen. Anytime, you one second, it's done. But as you said, you know, you weren't ready at that time, but you, you went all in. I went yeah. all in because I was honest enough to tell him, okay, if you offer me a love relationship, I'm actually already in love with you today, to say the truth. But if you offer me a couple relationship, that's not me. And he told me, you know what? The couple relationship I'm offering you is a love relationship. The couple that you define as couple is an abusive, toxic relationship. I have no interest in that either. Do you want to have a love relationship with mm. me that is actually called real couple? And mm. I said, I might try because I already love you anyway. It was super delicate. Yeah. And he navigated that, that trauma of me expertly, expertly. When he asked me to marry him, my first answer was, wait, oh. wait, Good. wait, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. wait, <laughs> that's too fast for me, wait, yeah. I, I love you, that's no issue. <sighs> No, <laughs> you know, I ran away. And then I said, okay, but I don't want you to leave me. Just wait, just 
to fast. And then I told him, you know what, when I am ready, I will ask you to marry me. Can you allow me time to process it? Because it's just... And that's, and that's okay to do that rather than saying yes straight away and then thinking, mm, am I ready? Am I, you know, yes, we're in love. Yes, we, you know, we want to live together. But that fear of then getting married mm. again and perhaps falling into the same traps again, mm. you just wanted to say, okay, let's just take five here and there's nothing wrong with that at all but you're standing your own breaking for him i can tell you yes, yes, of, course. For him. <laughs> of course but he understood right oh yes he did oh yes he fully did fully absolutely did. And allowed me time to process it and kept absolutely. on being the absolute loving amazing respectful caring man i ever knew you gave yourself time as well by saying yes. hang on a second yes you know and I think just to go into a few tips here about the fear of, you know, all of this happening again to, to any of us is to give yourself a little bit of time. Mm. You know, we're so used to, number one, jumping from one relationship, well, that's finished now, let's find another one. Mm. This is just the same. You if know, you do that, you just get the same. Absolutely. Give yourself that space. Give yourself that time and you will find how much you grow. Mm -hmm. We're so afraid of our own company. Mm -hmm. So afraid of our own, you know, um, thoughts, just being with our own thoughts. Sit with your own thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. sit with your own company. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You are going to be with yourself for the rest of your life. Why would you not want to? have some space for yourself you know enjoy your own uh, company have your own little hobbies and you know enjoy that for for a while rather than feeling oh it's i'm lonely i'm lonely i'm lonely no you're not <laughs> no you're not <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror you're already with yourself and then you connect with all your spiritual guide as well Absolutely. And, and that's where, that's where so I apparently started. And by beings. Yes, that's where I started to grow. I sat with myself. I sat with my, at that, at that time, it was emptiness. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to sit here. And I'm going to stay here. And how many minutes did it take to not be uncomfortable anymore? Oh, it took a lot of practice. This is okay. a daily thing, a lot okay. of practice. Okay. You know, it's not so you just went through that over and over absolutely. again. Okay, got absolutely. it. It's not just a one-off thing where you just say, oh, I'm just going to sit for myself and just be quiet and, 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 you know, listen to all the sounds that are going on around me. Mm. This was, you, and you build it up. Start off small, 30 seconds, if, you, if that's all you can muster. Then do a minute. The following day, do a minute and a half. You know, and now I'm used to doing, even if it's just 10 minutes of meditation every single day. Wonderful. That is how I start off my day. Mm -hmm. Currently, I'm at one hour and a half every day. Wow. Between 4.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning. That's amazing. That's like amazing. Completely precise. Yeah. Controlling every thought, not yeah. letting them wander side sidewalk or whatever precise i trust to think that and if i notice the 
on the, 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 the tiny things that I do not want to think about, say, slash, not that, back. Yeah, and it's a practice, isn't it? Oh, you don't just brilliant. go into it. <laughs> An hour and a half, I can sit here, you know. Um, you, you build up to it. It takes time. And, and the problem with a lot of people is that they just want everything now. They want the, the gratification now. It's just now, 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 now. But it takes time to build a practice it and, and, you know, have that built into your everyday life. So, yeah, even if it's just that, even if it's for just for 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day. Something. To start, yeah, absolutely. With absolutely. a pure intention, very precise intention, and then it happens. Yeah, we'll have to do those episodes again. I'm going to invite you again, guaranteed. I'm ready whenever, whenever. Don't you tell me. <laughs> it's going to happen again. I guarantee you. Okay, so as a codependency recovery coach, D Dylan, we're going to spell your name so that people can have a chance to find. Oh, sorry, yes, yes. Okay, so D that for that for D double E. Exactly, double E, D E E. So that is your first name. And Dylan is D H I double L O N. D Dylan. Absolutely. Yeah. uh, How can people reach out to you? Do you have anything for them? Yeah. Catch me on uh, Facebook, which is my uh, group called the Codependency Healing Hub. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can catch me. Dependency. Healing, healing hub hub. Oh, hub okay healing hub chh yeah actually that's 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 quite good i, think that's... <laughs> I like that <laughs> and they can um, uh, my website is d dylan coaching oh nice so, okay yeah, dot com d dylan coaching dot com okay yeah so hit me up of course, anytime. Introduce yourself, say hi. <laughs> you never know what happens when you finally open up to talk with someone oh, who is already victorious over what you are going yeah. through. That is the biggest thing mm-hmm. for anyone, really, is to just open up, take courage in it. It's one step forward. You have the power within you. You are that person that you want to become. Mm-hmm. You just got to take a little bit of action and I will help you to do the rest. Thank you. You are doing awesome and wonderful. Let's grow together. It just works. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, oh, it's you know, like, like soul sisters, aren't we? Like dancing together. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right, Dee, thank you very much and talk to you, you very soon again. Very soon.